0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: In retirement years, often time, people have more time, more wisdom, more experience and often more financial freedom. So are you an untapped resource when it comes to serving God? Is God, uh, in some ways, preparing you to be set apart some significant thing that he might do through you, whether that's something across the street or across the seas. Well, we're going to talk about a new program today which helps you sort through some of those sorts of issues. And our special guest has a real passion to enable Australian Christians to use their talents and experiences to serve the kingdom of God in daily life. Paul Arnott is joining us. He's got a background in tourism. He's worked as an ABC current affairs journalist. He's an ordained Anglican minister. He was Victorian State Director of the Church Missionary Society for 11 years. He was most recently Executive Director of Churches of Christ Community Care in Victoria and Tasmania and became CMA's Executive Director Special Projects in February. CMA, of course, is the organisation known as Christian Ministry Advancement and incorporates the ministry of what we've known as the Christian Management Australia. And Paul joining us for this coming hour and a great conversation ahead. Hello, Paul Arnott. Welcome along to 2020.
2: Thank you, Neil. Great to be with you.
1: Well, Paul, lots of things in your background. And uh, as I start to introduce this sort of topic today, talking about what we do in our older years, let's talk about what it is to be in Q4, uh, breaking our lives into four quadrants.
2: Well, I guess it's an interesting time of life, isn't it? Because it's a time of transition. And one of the serendipity things for me is that I'm actually in my fourth quarter. I turned um, 65 on the 1st of November last year and made a decision to stop full-time work in February this year uh, and take up a role with CMA and uh, it's a special projects role and this is the first major project so we're, we're calling it Q4 fourth quarter and really looking to inspire and encourage and equip Australian Christians to make the most of their fourth quarter which For most Australian men, begins around 60 and for most women, begins around 65.
1: Okay, well, let's not leave those who are a little younger out of our conversation today because I suspect that there are many of us who might have parents who are approaching that time. Or siblings who are approaching those sorts of years, and there's something in there that we might be able to be supportive about. Uh, If I was coming clean on age, uh, we were talking about this a little earlier. It's actually my birthday today. And uh, so I'm I'm turning 52 today. So I'm not quite to your fourth quarter, but uh, obviously anticipating uh, the possibilities of getting to that age, and I guess, you know, with hopeful anticipation that (laughs) I'll live that long. Hey, Uh, and uh, perhaps live on to the average male life expectancy, because uh, that continues to increase too, Paul.
2: Well, it does indeed. The average life expectancy for women in Australia is currently 85, and for men, 81. Um, I'm rather fond of uh, Alice in Wonderland and a particular incident in Alice in Wonderland where she's... She comes to a crossroads and the Mad Hatter is there and she is confused to know which direction she should go in, which road she should take. And she says to the Mad Hatter, "Um, which road should I take? And he says, well, where do you want to go? And uh, the Mad Hatter replies, and she replies, I don't know where I want to go. And the Mad Hatter says, then it doesn't matter which road you take. So I think, you know, at 52, you, you could be thinking and even people younger Where do I want to go? Which road do I take as a follower of of Jesus? How do I want to spend the rest of my life? And we're just about to produce um, and publish a little booklet called How Do You Want to Spend the Rest of Your Life? How Do You Plan to Spend the Rest of Your Life? So as you say, no matter what age we are, we need to be asking the question, how can I make the most of the time that I have on planet Earth as a follower of Jesus and somebody who's committed to the kingdom of God.
1: Well, Paul, I mentioned in the introduction too, people who get to their retirement years, and it's not the same for everyone, but there are many who have more time, more experience, more life wisdom, uh, more financial freedom than ever before. So it seems to be a little strange that we might think that somehow or other uh, you get to retirement years, you've reached a use-by date, and therefore you collapse and do nothing it seems to be that this may actually be something of an attitudinal issue where in fact you get to retirement years and you think now I'm free to serve God whereas before I may well have been encumbered with my work
2: well I guess we as Christians if we're discerning we're aware that we're in a battle um, spiritually and the world would say to us look when you get to retirement age this is the time for you to bask in the rewards of a lifelong hard work. Uh, and, and you can go off and do this and go off and do that. You don't need to think about anybody except yourself. But that seems to us at CMA to fly in the face of what Jesus said, that we're to live for God and to live for others. And so I suppose we're encouraging people to see retirement yes as a time for relaxation and recreation and enjoyment, But that's not all there is for those of us who want to follow the Lord.
1: And uh, tell me your thoughts when you reflect on happiness and the value of a life. Uh, Really, if we're thinking biblically, uh, the idea of do nothing, be uh, self-absorbed, isn't necessarily the recipe for happiness.
2: No, I don't think it is the recipe for happiness. I think the message that we're often getting, certainly from advertising, is it's all about me, you know. It's all about what I want and my wants and my needs. But once again, <clears throat> excuse me, when we look at Jesus, uh, we see that he was actually living for others and living for God and uh, putting others first. And I think that's a pretty good way to live. And if we want to define happiness... Um, biblically, we would define it around having a purpose and a sense of direction and a sense of meaning that derives from being a member of the kingdom of God, from being a child of God. And I, I'd really encourage people who are listening to think along those lines rather than more selfishly.
1: Let's tease this out for a few moments because all of us who watch TV and the things that capture our imagination and perhaps those things at different times in our lives, but when you're seeing all those ads on TV for retirement villages... Uh, which look like uh, one long, endless party, or even the whole idea of you know going cruising in Europe or uh, cruising on the on the on the South Pacific or whatever it might be, uh, those sorts of things are are really tremendous images, and the way they sell uh, those concepts is that uh, really you 've got no responsibility for anything else it 's all about you there is a certain self absorbed uh, you know, this sort of uh, selfishness that comes through. And that's that's typically the way that a lot of marketing and advertising works. And you've had lots to do with media and current affairs and those sorts of things over the years. Your thoughts on, on just the way things are portrayed these days?
2: Well, I guess I understand that uh, the advertising industry wants to tap into the huge resource that baby boomers are. 800 Australian baby boomers retire every day. In Australia that's 48 and a half thousand every year by the time all of us baby boomers have retired in 19 I was going to say 1929 in <laughs> 2029 there'll be 5.2 million Australian baby boomers so it is an enormous resource I understand the advertising industry wanting to tap into that resource And and I think the last thing that CMA wants to do is to give the message that we are down on people enjoying their retirement, uh, or that we would knock the idea that somebody might be a grey nomad or go on a cruise. But to be honest, the idea of playing golf five times a week, of spending endless hours drinking coffee, eating chocolate and sitting in front of DVDs, I'd probably enjoy that for a week, (laughs) or maybe a month. That I think I would become very bored and very dissatisfied because the sense of satisfaction and fulfillment that I gain from my life is living according to the values of the kingdom of God and not living entirely for myself.
1: Well, I want to invite our listeners to participate in our conversation today because, as you can hear, there's some conflict in the reality and what. The marketing industry for older years actually tells us what is true and real and what makes us happy. Well, you might like to contribute today. Our talkback line open from now on 1-800-316-316. You might like to share what it is that makes a retirement a satisfying time of life. Uh, you might like to uh, contribute by way of saying how your retirement actually works within the idea of family. Obviously, you know, you want to spend lots of time with family. You want to do some travelling. Uh, if you do all of those sorts of things, how do you actually then incorporate that with doing something that might be worthwhile in the kingdom of God? Well, uh, our talkback line open on one 316 316 You might like to contribute by way of sharing what you think uh, makes typically Australian retirees happy. Uh, What is happiness in retirement? Well, I'm not at retirement yet. You might like to contribute to our conversation. The talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. That's 1-800-316-316. The idea, Paul, that somehow or other having responsibility ends at retirement. That's another one of those sort of concepts that's out there too. What are your thoughts on on responsibility ending uh, when you've uh, taken the golden handshake and putting your feet up in retirement?
2: Well, I think it's a myth, isn't it? Um, once again, if we're serious about our faith in, in the Lord Jesus, we are responsible for the whole of our lives. Um, we don't cease being responsible uh, at, at the age of 60 or 65 when we retire. We've got a, you've asked a few great questions there, Neil. We've got some questions that we're asking Australian Christians around the nation too. Uh, have you considered that the fourth quarter of your life, your retirement, may be the culmination of everything for which God has been preparing you? Could it be that your most significant contribution as a follower of Jesus still lies ahead of you? You know, the best is yet to come. I think they're questions that are really worth pondering and taking the time to reflect on. And as you said before to do that before you reach retirement. So you don't suddenly wake up one day, heck, I've retired, Um, what am I gonna do with the next 20 or 30 years of my life? But you've given some thought and some planning and some strategy to it, so that it doesn't take you by surprise.
1: You know, a lot of people are spending time with their financial planner and making sure that their retirement is going to be a smooth transition. And usually they're thinking about, you know, am I going to have enough finances to, uh, to make it through to 85 uh, or 81, depending on whether you're male or female. But I wonder whether those sorts of financial planners uh, actually take into consideration that... Uh, that there is a spiritual dimension to life, that there is a call from God into, you know, areas of gospel mission. Uh, I guess unless you're actually talking about these things, uh, maybe you need to have an appointment not only with your financial planner, but also your pastor to find out uh, what sort of thoughts he or, or she might have about your retirement. What are your thoughts on on getting a fuller idea about what you might expect, Paul?
2: Look, I I think that's a very good idea, and it's crazy, isn't it, to think that um, we can just compartmentalise our lives as Christians into here's the financial part of my life and here's the spiritual part of my life. I mean, it, it's all part of the, of the one whole, isn't it? So one of the things people can do, I guess, is to look out for a Christian financial planner, and we certainly have access to a number of those via the CMA network. Uh, So that you're going to somebody who's not only got financial planning skills, but has an understanding of and a commitment to the kingdom of God at the same time. Um, It's a a big issue, isn't it? Because we only get one shot at life, despite what um, some of the other world religions might suggest. We only get one go at it. We only get 70, 80, 90 trips around the sun. We need to make the most of the time that we've been given not wasted. not get to the end of life and suddenly say, heck, I, I, missed, I missed the most important thing in life. I didn't really live the life that I'd been given in the way that I should have been. I love uh, Stephen Covey's comment that no-one on their deathbed wishes they'd spent more time at the office. Uh, or we could add more time washing the dishes or more time mowing the lawns or more time doing the vacuuming. Um, You know, at the end of our lives, we want to look back and say, I've actually done a pretty reasonable job of following the Lord Jesus and making the most of the years that I was given.
1: Now, your organisation, Christian Ministry Advancements, and uh, people will know Christian Ministry Advancements, CMA, and uh, also incorporating, of course, uh, Christian Management Australia. Uh, you're actually doing some research on this whole project now. You've just had a, a website go live. Uh, how do pa- people participate in this Q4 Connection uh, initiative that you've, you've just started, Paul?
2: Well, people can participate in a range of different ways. If they just want to get a bit of a taste, they can sign up for a free email. If they want to uh, order a copy of our new booklet, which is just about to go to the printer as I speak, How do you plan to spend the rest of your life? It contains a heads up on Q4 on the fourth quarter, but also 12 principles for living the fourth quarter. We've put together these principles fairly thoughtfully to really encourage people to think through what um, am I on about in the fourth quarter? How can I live my life in the most effective way? Uh, for example, the openness principle. Principle number six willingness is more important than giftedness. Um, can you remain open to doing things differently and, and learning new ways of thinking and being? Uh, can you look to the Lord to continue to teach and reveal new things to you as God has done since your youth, which is a reference to Psalm 71? Uh, so <clears throat> people can order a copy of the booklet or they can get the free email. Um, Having done that, if they decide they want to push on the next door, um, they can pay um, what we don't think is an exorbitant amount of money, $100, to sign up and become a Q4 member. We're actually, in the early days, calling it a Q4 kickstart member. And that entitles them not only to 10 copies of the, um, the booklet to explain q4 and give them the 12 principles but it also will give them access to um, dozens and dozens of stories who are living the fourth quarter australian christians around the nation and also a very long list of ministry opportunities both inside and outside australia and they're real opportunities so there'll be a, um, a link to a website to give them a position description and explain how they might do that. And on top of that too, um, a list of ministry areas that they could um, get involved in, in Australia or outside Australia. And last but not least, access to a mentor, somebody who can actually walk with them through this process of discerning how am I going to spend the next phase of my life to have somebody travel with them is a really positive and important thing to do.
0: Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's good to
1: have you along with us. The Monday edition of 2020, we're talking with Paul Arnott about the Q4 connection. Q4 meaning the fourth quarter. So really, we're talking retirement years today. And our talkback line is open on one 316 316 if you'd like to contribute to our conversation. In fact, Paul, let's take a call. Karen is on the line from Mackay in Queensland. Hello, Karen. Welcome along to 2020. Karen, are you there? Yes, Karen.
3: I'm here.
1: What are your thoughts?
3: Um, We were just wondering, we've been listening to it, and my husband has multiple sclerosis, and about two years ago he was forced into retirement due to this multiple sclerosis. How would, like, the retirement years affect us?
1: Okay. All right. Uh, Some thoughts from Paul Arnott. Uh, Paul, uh, not all of us get to decide when we retire. Sometimes it's uh, health issues, uh, sometimes all sorts of other issues. What are your thoughts for Karen?
2: Yeah, look, Karen, my heart goes out to you with a husband with MS. Um, One of our closest friends had MS for many years, and it's a pretty horrible disease. Um, I guess it depends on the kind of MS that your husband has got and whether it's slow-moving or fast-moving and Um, how debilitated he is.
3: (coughs) It is fast-moving and um, he's getting very debilitated.
2: Yeah, well, that's a really tough one. and, And, you know, I think... Um, as Neil just said, often in retirement one of the challenges can be health issues and it sounds as though you're going to have your hands full, um, you know, dealing with with this illness um, without having to load too many other things onto you. Certainly one, one of the things that we've noticed in the interviews that we've done and we've interviewed um, 70 or 80 Christians in their fourth quarter around Australia, a number of whom who have had health issues is that they do whatever they can. So there are some people who um, say, look, I just pray, you know, and and I have a list of people that I pray for and issues that I pray about on a regular basis. Um, there are others that are involved uh, in ministries that don't require a huge amount of energy um, and that's a good thing to do too. So I guess, you know, you probably need to get involved at the level that you can get involved, but it sounds as though you may need to be on the receiving end of things, uh, the ministry of others. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. And Karen, uh, we don't know your husband, but uh, he may be the sort of uh, temperament, the sort of personality that, you know, when you're in the specialist waiting room and there are a lot of uh, glum faces around a lot of people who are depressed about their own circumstances as to whether or not you might be able to be an encouragement to others. oftentimes we can think of having a ministry or a mission field, uh, but sometimes the waiting room is uh, is oftentimes the mission field that uh, that you may actually be called to is uh, i 'm just speculating here but uh, but is that something you 've considered
3: um. Well, a lot of the times we don't, because he has a very different style of MS, medically speaking and man speaking, there is nothing they can do for him.
1: Yeah. Well, Karen, let me just, uh, let's take a few moments and let's pray for your husband. What's his name? Colin. Colin. Colin.
3: Can I just put you on speaker?
1: You can put us on speaker, and uh, and we'll pray for Colin. In mm, fact, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I, if I'm happy if to uh, to ask you, Paul, if you'd like to pray for Colin. Yeah, would you like, like, to. To, like to lead us? Yep. Okay, let's work. pray. Karen's husband, Colin.
2: Lord, uh, we thank you for Karen and Colin. We thank you that Karen has taken the time to call. And we lift Colin up to you in this moment. And we know that you love him and that you want the very best for him. We don't understand why he's ended up with MS, but we do know that you are there with him. So we just pray that you would give him and Karen your peace and your strength at the moment. And as they seek to ask the question, how can we be witnesses to you? We pray that you will guide them and lead them and give them your wisdom now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen,
4: amen and amen.
1: Thank you to Karen. Thank you to Colin. And uh, Colin, listening in there, uh, really appreciate you. And uh, your retirement years may not be as easy as uh, others may well reflect. Uh, thank you so much for calling. And our talkback line remains open, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 Not everyone's retirement will be easy, Paul Arnott. And I just wanted to reflect with you on the way that a conversation like this might unfold today because there is a sense, isn't there, when you talk about the things you should do to serve God in your retirement years, That's not something that's like taking the big stick and saying, you know, you're an evil rotter if you don't actually uh, do all of these things that I'm suggesting. Uh, There's certainly something in the people that you've been talking to that actually doesn't take the big stick approach, but is actually so inspiring uh, that when people carry the goodness of God, that's what comes, the goodness of God into the circumstance. That's what really uh, our Christian mission is often all about.
2: I think the big stick approach is a very negative approach to take and it's actually using guilt to try and motivate people. You know, you're a, you're a bad person, you should be doing better, you should be trying harder. In fact, you know, the message that I think the Bible gives and the message that CMA gives and the message the Christian church gives is that God loves us and wants the best for us. Um, even if we're in the midst, as Colin and Karen are, of incredibly difficult circumstances. Um, and so, yeah, we, we seek to discern what is God saying, what is God doing in any given situation. Um, one of the stories that we're really touched by and we've included it in the booklet is quite a well-known story out of the United States. There's a guy called Howard Henricks. Uh, who's an author and and Christian leader, uh, died a few years ago, but he he told the story of meeting an 83-year-old lady at a Christian convention in Chicago. Uh, She told him that she taught a Sunday school class of 13 junior high school boys in a small church in the Midwest of the United States and she'd actually travelled a great distance on an overnight uh, greyhound bus to attend this convention to, in her words, learn something that would make her a better teacher. Now, as Howard Henrichs spoke to her, he discovered that no less than 84 of the boys who'd been part of her Sunday school class over the years ended up in full-time Christian ministry, many of them pastors. Now, I think the bottom line is that there's no limit to what, can be achieved for God's kingdom by somebody who's really committed as a follower of Jesus, who's a really uh, serious follower of Jesus Christ.
1: And I think the sorts of things we're hearing and uncovering today is that the sorts of ways that we might all uh, actually uh, be in that servanthood ministry into our retirement years may be completely something we've never considered, and uh, it may be in a different way that uh, we might ever think about these sorts of things. You know, I'm not. Uh, uh, we could speculate about people uh, jumping on a, a plane and going off to serve as a missionary in Africa. That might not be everybody's cup of tea, but uh, but certainly gathering around people who are going through some really tough times and facing health issues in retirement. That's another area that people might well be able to serve in. We are taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from John in Lee in Queensland. Hello John, welcome along to the conversation. What are your thoughts today?
5: Well, my thoughts is quite a lot of uh, issues actually. I'm two years, nearly three years past retirement age and I can't see me retiring for a long time yet, even though I should because I'm riddled in arthritis I've had a back prison years ago and I just keep pushing the odds and I think a lot of people because I work at a school as a school cleaner and that gets a bit hard sometimes, but there's days when I have to lie down on the floor and just recuperate a few minutes to get back my energy level but as my heart is in the right place, I feel. I've been over countries, other countries, particularly Asian countries, and I've seen the elderly. They don't get pensions, they get nothing, and they got to work until they drop dead. And it breaks my heart to see that. So apart from that, I'm not a religious person, but I do feel very sympathetically for a lot of elderly people that don't... Help themselves in in a way that I I do notice a lot of people today in Australia fall back into the category of oh well it's too damn hard I'll get a wheelchair oh, I walk as much as my hip and knees need replacing I keep pushing the odds and I feel myself this is where a lot of people in Australia well not just Australia but a lot of Western worlds, uh, people are allowing themselves to...
1: to John, some good thoughts in that. Let's get a quick response, uh, not far from news. Uh, A quick response from you, Paul.
2: Yeah, thanks, John. I think they're really good thoughts. Um, You know, what I hear you saying is despite um, the arthritis that you've got, you keep working and you want to give back to others. Um, In Australia, we're incredibly privileged, you know, um, we just have so much, don't we? And it's great to be able to give to others and many of us are in a fortunate position where we can do that.
1: Paul Arnott is our guest. Paul is Executive Director of Special Projects at Christian Ministry Advancement. Uh, Paul, let's uh, continue to take some calls. Let's hear first of all from Belinda in WA. Hello, Belinda. Welcome along to 2020.
6: Oh, Neil, I wanted to... This is off air.
1: No, we're on the air now, Belinda. Oh,
6: well, can I speak you off air, please?
1: Uh, well, uh, actually, well, we're on the air, and I might not be able to talk to you for some time. So um, did you want to make a point for our conversation today? Um,
6: Not really. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs>
1: okay. To All right. Okay. Well, I'll accept your birthday wishes, and happy thank you so much. Happy
2: birthday to you, Neil. <laughs> You're going
1: to sing happy birthday? <laughs> Belinda, thank you very much for uh, for ringing and, uh, you know, it is my birthday today and I'm uh, thrilled that you're thinking of me to ring and say hello. I really appreciate it very much. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> okay,
2: thank and, you, and Melinda. you're such a youngster, mate. You're only 52. You're only 52. you years on me. I know. Well, this uh, this <laughs> conversation
1: today is way beyond me. It's uh, for people who are 60-plus, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is indeed, the,
2: old, the older
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> in actual fact, uh, for people who are younger than me, you're welcome to participate in this as well. You might have your own thoughts and questions about how you make a plan for your whole life and not just your working years. 1-800-316-316 is our number. Let's hear from Wendy in Brisbane. Hello, Wendy. Welcome along.
4: Yes, um, I'm just saying, um, yes, uh, so, uh, you know, the questioning of serving the Lord. And, yes, well, I had full-time care of my dementia-affected mother, like, for nearly 10, 12 years, full-time and part-time. And she has been a Baptist Christian woman her whole life, never smoked, never drank, But, uh, what, um, probably never heard, I heard my mother ever say any bad word, you know. But, um, what I've, uh, happened is my father passed away and, um, with, you know, like she just went really down within less than two years and I've seen this happen to other elderly people and I've also been an aged care nurse. And I've also been a, um, child care special needs, um, worker like training and working with special needs children that are born that way you know for all sorts of reasons and I just um and I had so much prayer for my mum. you know I had so many times I took her to the hospital and prayed and believed to be healed and patient and the doctors call it dementia you know that's what the doctor's all these things. I mean, there can be vascular, there can be calcacostics,
1: there can be... Wendy, you raise a really important point when talking about your mum, and I'll just cut that short there to raise this point, is that uh, your mum and your dad uh, were perhaps doing really well until your dad passed away, and oftentimes, and I suspect, and I'll get Paul's comment on this, but uh, sometimes a couple in their retirement years can be firing on all cylinders but when one partner dies, that can sometimes put an end to some of the vital and, uh, and empowering work that they might be doing in the community. Uh, Paul, your thoughts for Wendy and, uh, and on her circumstance and the sorts of things she's raising.
2: Yeah, certainly it's not uncommon um, for one spouse to really struggle uh, when their partner dies, husband or wife dies. But Wendy, what an amazing ministry you've got. I mean, I can sense your in a in a way frustration that those prayers for your mum 's healing weren't didn 't seem to be effective and that she has dementia, but to be able to minister to your mum and care for your mum in the way that you are with the training that you 've got is an incredible gift to give her and an amazing ministry to have, even though i 'm sure at times it 's a struggle and really hard and One of the things about dementia is that you you, um, have lost or are losing the person that you used to have and that must be a really tough thing to have happen.
1: Uh, Wendy from Brisbane, thanks so much for your input today here on 2020. Uh, 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation. The interesting thing with the the, uh, ages that we're mostly living to now, Paul, means that you might hit retirement years and your biggest responsibility may be looking after your ageing parents. Uh, you might hit that age 60 and your parents are in their 80s and they might need that sort of level of care. Uh, it's not something that you uh, can relegate necessarily always to someone else and sometimes that might be that ministry calling on your own heart uh, to be able to serve in your own uh, family capacity like that.
2: Certainly, Neil, we've noticed uh, an incredible diversity uh, in the interviews and the stories that we've done. Um, I'll just mention a few of those because quite interesting. Um, Jan trained with Love Makes a Way to be part of protests against asylum seeker policy. Um, uh, the, Karen and her friends um, are chaplains to isolated people, to lonely people in their local shopping centres. Uh, Ken and his wife Marilyn tow their caravan to campsite after campsite, praying that at each place that they'll find somebody who needs to discover that there's more to life Than leisure. Um, Rosemary and Peter take a casserole to every new person or family who moves into their neighbourhood with a welcome note. Um, Just, you know, amazing diversity of stuff. But I think the key here is being willing to be open to hearing what God is saying in the midst of the circumstances as Wendy um, is finding herself as a carer for her mum. Well, that's an incredible gift to be able to give her mother. Um, And and rather, it's a a bit like, you know, the the grass is always greener somewhere else, isn't it? We have that sense of, oh, things are always better somewhere else. But the reality is that if we really trust that everything that comes to us as followers of Christ comes through the hands of a loving God, then we are where we're meant to be and we can trust that God will use us wherever we're meant to be. And that's one of the main messages of Fourth Quarter Connection and one of the main things that our program enables people to do, to be used wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whatever your circumstances are, whether you've got money or whether you haven't, whether you've got health or whether you haven't.
1: Paul, reflect for us on the idea of hearing from God because I suspect uh, that there'll be people who are saying, well, I'm in my retirement years and I'd like to hear from God with a bolt of lightning out of the blue or some writing in the clouds, uh, some sort of way that he tells me where I'm going. But we already have what Jesus has told us to do and uh, there is already a call, there is already a word from God uh, to each heart about what we ought to be doing Ought we be doing those things first and if there happens to be a light of boltning, a bolt of lightning out of the blue well uh, that's like icing on the cake but we've already been called
2: absolutely i mean you know matthew 28 we're all called to make disciples um, acts chapter 1 verse 9 we're all called to be witnesses to jesus in our lives through the words that we speak and the lives that we live i don't think You know, we need any extra callings. But probably what we do need is to be listening through the scriptures, through prayer, through sermons, through church, through fellowship, through the books that we read to God speaking to us about how we should be living this next stage of our lives and what we should be doing. And, you know, one of the things that Q4 does is to put people in touch with uh, an experienced mentor who can help them track through that experience. What is God saying in your life at the moment uh, as um, a person who's about to retire or a person who's been retired for a while? How is God suggesting that you might spend this next phase of your life?
1: We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Catherine in Tasmania. Hello, Catherine. Welcome along. Thank you. Um... Catherine, what are your
0: thoughts?
6: Well, I just wanted to share a a short story. I realize we are in time. You're saying how we know when we hear from God. Um, Often, for me, it's just a huge thought um, that I need to do something. And uh, something amazing happened to me a few years ago. I had a son who was in the drug scene, and I was going to a drug rehabilitation center for information, And I was sitting in a waiting room. It was a big waiting room. There was only one other girl in there. And I felt so strongly to go and tell her that Jesus loved her. And I thought, no, she'll probably tell me where to go. I don't want to do this. (laughs) Anyway, um, the thought was just so strong. I thought, no, I have to do it. So I went up to her, apologized for the interruption. And I said, look, I've never done this before but I have to tell you that Jesus loves you. He's telling me to tell you that. And she looked up at me and she said, really, she said, my children are being taken away from me because of drugs. I was hitchhiking up the Southern Outlet, which is the main highway here in Hobart. She said, and a van full of people picked me up. She said, and they told me that Jesus loves me. And it just blew me away. I just, I don't know what happened to that young woman, but I just looked at her, gave her a quick hug, and I walked away, and I thought, thank you, Lord. Thank you, I heard you.
1: It's a wonderful thing to have that impression from God to act on what he's saying to us. Uh, I suspect, uh, and let's get uh, Paul's comment here, but I suspect that there are those things that come with the thought and that impression that comes to act now, but there's also that impression that's there in a lasting way about an intentional way of living our lives. Uh, your thoughts, Paul?
2: Yeah, look, a great example of, of being willing to be used in any situation, in any circumstance, and being listening to God um i mean we really need to pray at the start of each day don't we lord use me today help me to be open to the opportunities that you bring across my path and um wow what a, a great uh, a great demonstration of that and that's the sort of thing that we're on about with q4 connection we really want people to be open to being used in whatever way they can um yeah, Neil, one of the things that uh, is um, available and it's available via our website is a free reflection, what we're calling a Q4 reflection guide, fourth quarter reflection guide. And it actually takes people uh, through some possible steps, you know, to decide, to reflect, to share and to start. Decide, reflect, share and start. And it helps them work through this whole thing of how can I use this next stage of my life and how is God speaking to me uh, about what I should do. So that's actually there. I don't know whether people have got a pen and paper, but it's www.cma.net.au and have a look at what Q4 is offering.
1: Uh, we're taking calls one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Thanks so much to Catherine from Tasmania. Let's hear from Jenny in Portland, in Victoria. Hello, Jenny. Hello, Jenny. What are your thoughts?
7: I just want to say how where I've ended up with um, God putting me in my place. I suppose is I. Um, oh, how can I put? It? I started volunteering at an elderly citizens' home, an elderly person's home, because they were desperate for volunteers. And it wasn't really where I wanted to be, but I thought, all right, I should give a hand. And then um, because one of my cats had to get put down, I thought I should give a home to a dog. I love dogs. And my niece ended up finding me a dog, a little Shih Tzu Chihuahua cross, that um, needed a home. The owner had died or something. And anyway, um, catalog long story short, she needs a lot of stuff done, you know, like... She was underweight and and hadn't been looked after properly, but she's the most beautiful-natured little girl and so tiny. And anyway, she has ended up becoming a therapy dog at this home, which is not what I planned at all. I just stand there and go, ''Well, that's how this has all happened.'' so that she brings a lot of joy to the elderly people up there.
1: Ah, Fabulous. Thank you so much, Jenny, for sharing that story. And, uh, you know, Paul, uh, things might not always work out the same direction that you think you're going when you endeavour to start doing something worthwhile.
2: No, and sometimes I think we can get a bit annoyed that we have a particular plan for the day or for the week and something happens to interrupt it. And in fact, what we need to recognize is that maybe God has sent the interruption. (laughs) Maybe God has sent the person to knock on our door or call us on on the telephone or or send us an email or whatever uh, and be alert to being open to that. And the other thing that we're noticing, too, is people have certain gifts and talents and experience and abilities, but God might take you in a completely new direction. It, it might be something that you have not even thought of. Um, and God says, no, this this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to get involved in. And we've heard that in a few of the stories today, haven't we? Mm. Things that, uh, you know, people would not have thought up for themselves, but God was clearly wanting to guide them in, in that way. And, you know, the the principle, I think, and I, I heard this the first year that I was um, in, in um, pastoral ministry, A wonderful guy, John Mallison, from the Uniting Church, came and did a seminar at Olveston on Tassie's northwest coast, and he made the comment that availability is more important than giftedness. Availability is more important than giftedness, and it was one of those things that just leapt out of me at the time, and I've remembered it ever since, and it's become a a really important part of my life as a Christian and a minister. We need to be available to God um, and our gifts are important, but actually being available is more important.
0: A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. It's Neil with you. Our special guest this hour,
1: Paul Arnott. We've been talking about the Christian ministry advancement offer uh, to Australian Christians a new initiative called Q4 Connection to help equip uh, people who are in their retirement years, the Q4, the fourth quarter, to continue to make a difference for the kingdom of God in their retirement years. Uh, We've been taking calls. 1-800-316-316 is our number. We might have time for probably just one more call. Let's hear from Emma in Maruya in New South Wales. Hello, Emma. Welcome along.
4: Hi, how you doing?
1: Very good, Emma. What are your thoughts?
4: Um, well, I was just—I've um, been listening to your conversation, and I um, heard someone mention about um, when um, someone's partner dies and how that can alter um, just um, how the other one feels. And I know, um, like, my mum passed away eight years ago, and my dad ever since then, I suppose, hasn't felt like there's anything like to to live for, and like he goes to church, but um i mean i don't know maybe that's just a routine thing but he's also got early dementia and like you know i was just i suppose um wondering what ways can you help someone when they're not really willing um to receive it
1: yeah uh, interesting one Uh, paul your thoughts for emma
2: yeah look um people with dementia i guess need to feel safe and secure and and maybe emma one of the things that you can do is talk to him about the past um because the weird thing about dementia is people remember the past it's it's you know the short-term memory that's affected mostly um to begin with so maybe talking to your dad about um things that you used to do when you were younger and, and you know, things that you did, he and your mum did together is a, is a good thing to do.
1: Thank you so much to Emma. Uh, great to hear from you. And thanks to everyone who's contributed to the conversation through the hour. You know, there's something that comes to me, strikes uh, fairly a fairly strong chord here, uh, Paul, is that uh, when you hit your retirement years, you might be actually feeling good and able and vital about life, uh, but you don't know when a an issue might arise, or whether you begin to develop a little dementia, or you have another health crisis, or something that might actually take away from you your capacity to be able to serve God. Uh, when we get to uh, this sort of time, and we might even be talking about a, a time uh, in our uh, our fourth quarter, maybe between you know, it might be the, it might only be ten years, it might be twenty years. We don't know exactly how long that will be. But to make the most of those really opportune years where we can serve God in a significant capacity let's uh, just as we as we close our conversation today recap for us how people can actually get some some guidance on how they spend the next phase of their lives when they're approaching retirement
2: okay so q4 connection is available on the website uh, and It's really a program and a process, excuse me, Neil, to enable people to listen to God, to discern what the next stage of their life will look like. We've got a whole range of resources that are there. And as I said, um, our little Q4 booklet is about to go to print and we're more than happy to send out free copies of that to individuals but also to churches or Christian organisations, not-for-profits, so that people can tap into this resource and find out what God is really saying to them. Um, and, you know, our, our mission is to equip Australian Christians to make the most of their fourth quarter, to really use, to make a difference, in the fourth quarter of their lives now having said all that um, we do recognize that there are all sorts of challenges and you know we've heard in today's program over the last hour uh, health challenges so the bottom bottom line is to remember as followers of Jesus that everything that comes to us comes through the hand of a loving father you know we mustn't ever forget that um, And if we're in the midst of really tough times and hard times, God has allowed that to happen. God hasn't sent it. He hasn't caused bad things to happen, but he's allowed these things to come to us. And there's nothing that he can't use for his good purposes in our lives.
1: Well, just to close on the idea that you've got more big plans ahead, and we didn't get to talk about all of those today, but a number of conventions around the nation in February next year uh, where you're going to be really solidly uh, talking to people about taking seriously their intentionality about how you spend that fourth quarter. Uh, But people can go to the website now and take advantage of the resources that are on offer. You mentioned that there's uh, some free resources. There is a resource there you can pay for as well and registering to be a part of this whole Q4 connection Uh, But uh, the the website, cma.net.au, that's cma.net.au. Paul Arnott, our guest, he's Executive Director of Special Projects at Christian Ministry Advancement. Paul, thanks so much for taking time to talk to us today on 2020.
2: My pleasure, and can I add one thing? At the end of that website URL, add forward slash Q4. So add
1: forward slash Q4.